Welcome back to the Sipping with Sin podcast, a podcast about stuff and things pertaining to gaming, content creation, horror, comics, music, pop culture, and more. Grab your favorite beverage and take a sip with us. That's a tasty beverage. Welcome back to another episode of Sipping with Sin, the podcast where we talk about stuff and things and things and stuff that are very important to uh, to the masses. It's a science fact. We got the 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 data back last week, and it was confirmed that it is. But uh, welcome back to another episode. We got stuff to talk about, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. So let's bring in. Uh, I don't even know what the hell. I still don't know what you're drinking out of. But let's bring in Christian, drinking out of a huge jug of something. Welcome back, our co-host. How you doing? Um, it's a giant. I mean, it's it's not that big. It's a water bottle. It's, it holds about thirty-two ounces of water, which is four cups. And uh, it's sweating right now because I had I ice you in earlier. It on yourself? No, I hope not. Hope that doesn't happen because this water is colder than I than I want right now. That's right. You don't uh, like cold. Anyway, do well with cold. Yeah, I don't like. I typically like if I'm drinking just water, like. Uh, unless it's like the dead of summer, right? I'm typically drink, drinking like room temp water just because that's what I'm used to at this point. Uh, it's probably from the band years, man. Water was never cold when we were playing shows. It was always room temp or hot for some I reason. I prefer that, though, wow. for shows. Yeah. I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. I mean, yeah, it doesn't make sense to people who are like, oh, you're sweating and you're hot. Because newsflash, those have never played a show or been on stage. It is hot as balls on stage. I don't care if it's like two degrees outside. You get on stage, it's like a damn sauna. And you're gonna hot. sweat your ass off. Yeah, it, it, it's deceivingly hot up there, and you're if I mean, especially with music like what we were playing, like you you are definitely moving around. It's hot. You're yelling. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get the the, the crowd engaged. Uh, and if you're, you know, at the time, well, my hair wasn't even this long then, but like, you know, that was the longest my hair had been at the time. So, I mean, it's a lot of factors that are making it hot. And then I liked to play back then in like button up shirts. That was like my, if I didn't have like a, like a really cool band tee that I liked, like I really like promoting other local bands. So I would wear their merch while we were playing shows. Um, but if I didn't have that ready to go, then I would wear typically like a button up shirt. And I would just like unbutton it a little bit so I could get some airflow. Um, and everybody obviously was doing the skinny jeans thing. And I had giant, you know, shoes. Uh, I think at the time my shoe of choice was like the the DCs, you know, the, the big skate shoes. And man, it, it, it was just a thing back then. But yeah, it was it was hot and and sweaty to say the least. It was hot and sweaty. And I don't even mean like you're sweating. Like it, the the air was thick. Yeah. It felt. Got love that sweaty. tasty humidity was, inside of a damn yeah. building. We would literally, after our set, your your band did this a lot too. Like after the set, you know, you would talk to a couple of people and then just go outside and just breathe. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only thing you could do. I remember probably one of the most like exhausted and hot I've ever been after a show was one of the mm -hmm. first times I did vocals, and it was in the old Rocket Town building. And we were doing main stage. And I remember getting on that stage and just thinking, oh, my God, there's so much room for activities. 
Like, because everybody <laughs> wasn't jammed together. And so I had all this room to run around. And my dumbass ran around and was so active. And I remember people were trying to talk to me after the show. And I was just like, like telling everybody, just throwing up the one finger, like, give me a second. Like, I had to go, like, for real, sit down for and, like, recoup. Because I was just soaking wet and just dead. I was like, Jesus. It was brutal. That, that's, that's, so here's the thing. For the listeners and, and watchers of the video format, like, y'all don't understand. What he just explained is exactly what not to do when you're going to play a show, especially if you're doing vocals. So I can't imagine how tired you were for the rest of the day. You were you were done. You had to have been. So, like, those that don't understand, like, metal vocals, it's people will say you're yelling or you're screaming. I mean, you're screaming. So just imagine for anywhere from 20 to 30 to 40 minutes, you just yelling. <laughs> you're just screaming at people. And just think about how much oxygen you're, like, throwing out there while trying to, like, form sentences and make different noises or hit different ranges. And then when you're done yelling for a three- to five-minute song or six or whatever their song length is, then you have to go back to normal voice and you're talking because you don't really get a break. And then on top of that, you throw in, like, bouncing around, like, jumping up and down or running around like stage or like headbanging or doing any kind of interaction. Dude, it's exhausting. Like your cardio, it's it can be brutal. We used to I don't know if you guys ever did stuff. We used to like I remember before our first tour, we would always do like our practices would be like first run through of the set would be kind of like a real chill run through. Like everyone's just kind of mm-hmm. like playing, you're getting the vibe like not really warming up because everybody would kind of like already be warmed up. Like, you know how it is, like little like diddles and stuff. Like drummer does like little fills and stuff getting ready and like guitar player do mm-hmm. little licks and stuff like that. And I'm always saying something stupid like dicks on the mic or something and, you know, all that stuff. And then like the first run through is kind of mellow and like no one's everybody's kind of like half ass into it. And then you would take a quick break and like then you would go back and it'd be like, all right, show run through. So it's like playing like you're playing a show so you get good and worked out and try to get used to it so we would do that and then there for like a month or two we were like going and running as a band afterwards to try to be in shape because we knew we were going to play in the summer just like throughout the south and yeah i was absolutely decent like show shape like yeah yeah we absolutely absolutely um worked out uh as as a as a as a band and individually like like we worked out a bunch because that was just kind of our thing at the time that's what we did Uh, a lot of members of that band still do and i'm just now getting back into the swing of 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 going you know just being in the gym and stuff but like yeah we used to go all the time and i walked everywhere at that time um to work back home from work to the gym, back, you're like, all oh, that. I walked all the time. So I was always getting cardio and being on stage, though it was tiring, I wasn't the vocalist. So I didn't have to exert as much energy because when you're a vocalist for that type of metal band, you are screaming with rhythm, right? So that's essentially how that goes. And it is tiring. The lights are tiring. Getting the crowd engaged is tiring. Finding out things to say on the fly on the mic is tiring. And then just, you know, when you're you're playing shows and touring and stuff, you're, you want to be your best self, but you're also selling your stuff. You're selling the music. You're selling the band. So 
us here right now talking on the podcast, we're just talking. But when you are at a show, instead of me being like, oh, yeah, we play metal, I'm like, yeah, we do this, we do that. Like, we're, I'm in it. Like, I'm, I'm selling everything to the people I'm talking to at all times. So, yeah, we, we definitely did a lot of that. We, we, we worked out a lot and played a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! at the time. That was like our mellowing out thing. Like, after we had a hard practice, you know, we, we would rehearse for, like, two, three hours and then just play a couple rounds of Yu-Gi-Oh! And then get right back into it because if if, if nothing else, you want it to sound tight. Yes. Um, if it doesn't matter if somebody's messing up or not having a good day, because there are shows that you are going to play where you're just not in it, but you Shit's you gotta be break, tight. Something's gonna go wrong. It happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But uh, but yeah, man. That that's uh, us reminiscing about about the the band life and uh, missing it. Obviously. Do you miss the sweaty bro uh, band hugs? Yes, you know I am. I'm no. talking about like you finish the set and like your your bro either just played the set like before you or they're about to play and you give like that bro hug where you're just like you're happy to see him. You're all sweaty, yeah. and nobody cares because you're like I stink, I stink too, bro. And you just like yeah, sweaty bro hug. I, t- I tell you, I tell you, one of the best parts about playing uh, playing a sh- playing a show for me, one of the best parts about playing a show was after you play and everybody's congratulating each other and you're talking and every, you know you food or whatever the best part of playing a show was that shower after that post show shower like there was nothing shower, like a shower like post workout shower yeah. yeah it was the best ours is always man that shower is always late as hell though because by the time we would like leave the show usually somebody would, we would have to get food because you know they always got to eat after a show and then by the time course, we course. like would get back home and like unload equipment or unload the trailer and stuff. Damn, man, it was always late as hell for us. And now I'd usually have to be at work in like three or four hours the next morning, and man, it was a rough, rough time. I, I definitely, I was so in the, at the time when I was in the band, I was one of the only members who had like a full time, full time job. And here's the thing when I was playing all those shows, I had two f- jobs. Uh, it, they were two full-time jobs and I was in school, I was in college and I had to navigate all of that. So it got to the point to where I took one of my jobs down to part-time and I worked both of them and I was still going to school and still playing all the shows. So I pretty much slept like four hours every day, no matter what day it was. On the weekends, it's a day they were supposed to sleep in, but I was still working. I still had a full-time job and then on the weekends is when I worked both of my jobs, no matter what. So every time we had a show, I either had to take off or switch, you know, do something. And it was, it was hard, dude. Like I remember we would play shows on off days, like Thursdays and stuff. We'd play shows. And then Friday I would have to do everything you just said, get home super late, take a shower, get right back up, hit the gym, go to work. Then I'd have to do school stuff or go to school. And it got to the point to where if I didn't have to be in class, I just wouldn't go to class. Because I had so much going on, but yeah, man, that, that those I could do it when I was younger. Now I, there's no way. Yeah, there's, there's no, no fucking way. Yeah, I cannot. Like, yeah, I'd be dead. Because I used to do all <laughs> the managing for the band, so like everybody else would get to like end like practice or end the show, and like go be with their significant other or go work or do whatever they were doing, and I would be on a laptop for like. 12 hours a day at least 
Like mm-hmm. I would work my job full time and then I would be probably getting messages during work. And then when I would get off, I would work till the wee hours in the morning and still do band practice. Cause I think we did band practice at least three times a week. Like we right. had set days and then shows and then, yeah, it's, there's no way I could do it now. I would be God. Yeah. Uh, speaking of band stuff though. So I went to, uh, I rode by to, um, my old guitar players place and, He's showing me like his new guitars and stuff like that, and the original, the old guitar from when we played, was hung up on his wall, and I was like, "Oh my god, you still have it?" He's like, "I can't bring myself to sell it," and I was like, "Dang, that guitar has some stories." That's awesome. But uh, enough reminiscing. We went down memory lane again. If you would love to hear band stories, we could literally probably have an episode of just like talking about band stuff if there's anything in particular about this genre or stuff that we did with music feel free to ask um we would i'm sure christian would also like to talk about it because yeah absolutely we got some tales and some knowledges but we're gonna do like we do at the start of every episode and that is we like to kick it off with what we've been watching reading listening to or playing this past week uh i'll start my week has been um very tame for the reason that uh several days ago now going on like three days i guess um it was actually monday i think uh baby sent like we were i was uh smoking a brisket we were kind of hanging out as a family everything was going well getting ready for stream and baby sin just like woke up from a nap like burning up with a fever and he's been sick for a few days he has like something viral so during my time, there's not been a lot of uh, adult show watches or anything. Mm-hmm. I've seen. We did start you. I think we're like an episode in of the new season of you. Nice, nice. Um, but I'm gonna like not talk about that until we like get through. I don't even know how many episodes are in this first part. The next part comes out in a couple of weeks. I know that. So I kind of, I kind of wanted to wait, but the misses didn't. Uh, we did finish Breaking Bad. We wrapped that up finally. And then we watched the El Camino movie, which those that don't know is like um, kind of like a sequel to the Breaking Bad series. It's a movie done by the same people. Follows Jesse. Uh, it's not a bad movie. I mean, it's more giving you more context of that world. So we wrapped all that up. Um, I've been playing more Dead Space. I'm really close to beating that. Um, but that, like I said, Baby Sin being sick has kind of thrown a wrench into that. And uh, yeah, watching her play Hogwarts some. And I've played a little Last of Us myself. Mm-hmm. Very, very little. Like since the last time, the last podcast, I've maybe played like another thirty minutes. I just haven't had time. Um, but I've watched a lot of Batman, a lot of Batman, and when I say a lot of Batman, like I mean a lot of Batman, to the point of which I think the last podcast we were already done with the animated series, right? Had that started Beyond? Yeah, yeah. You you were done with the animated series. So we started Batman Beyond, and we finished Batman Beyond. And quick thoughts on it. Um, I love Kevin Conroy being old Bruce. Um, It's okay. Batman Beyond, it has some parts. To me, after, I forget, I think it's three seasons, Christian? Two seasons? Three seasons? I think it's only three seasons long. Maybe It might be four, but I thought it was only three seasons long. I think there has to be another season somewhere because the way season three ended, it was kind of weird. And I was like, that's how you finish the show? 
Oh, it, it ends it ends abruptly for sure, and there's a reason behind that. I don't remember off remember the, the top of my head. Um, it, it was a I'm really good ending. I was like, that's it? Like, that kind of sucks. Um, Is it the one with the kid and the toy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like, the little okay, okay. Uh, soldier Sam or something like that. It's like his toy. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I was like, I don't know. Um... It was okay. It's not better there than the series. Do what? There is a true ending to Batman Beyond, just so you know. Um, the true ending is actually in the Justice League show, uh, Justice League Unlimited. Um, and there's one of the episodes in there um, where you get a true ending to Batman Beyond, and they actually kind of tell you what's going on. Uh, and it feels good. It feels like an ending, but they didn't get that when they were doing the show because uh, the like on that season, season three, the ratings weren't meeting the numbers that they had laid out, and then uh, WB started pitching it to other companies and stuff so it could get picked up in syndication to keep going, but it didn't get picked up, and they canceled it. So the show got canceled like mid-season or whatever, and they just had to end it because funding was out didn't have anywhere to continue it so they gave it an ending in another show for the fans and um yeah i don't want to ruin that ending for you and just in case you happen to watch um i like how just so in case you, you kind of told me why terry was batman but i i must have missed that episode because yeah. i did miss episodes like it would be on for him and he would just be watching and like especially late at night and stuff like i would miss episodes so i don't know if i missed it the the reason he was picked, I feel like I didn't because there's no like they don't really mention it anymore. You don't watch the you didn't watch the first episode. What do you mean the first episode? The very first episode. In, yeah, in the very the first episode is a two parter, and in the yeah. first episode they he has like his whole little backstory and stuff, and you see how that happens, and then later on, like I said, you didn't see it in this, but in Justice League Unlimited when they give it a true ending. They dive even deeper into it they and kind of wreck what you told me. What did I tell you? That essentially is like, okay, look, this show's been out for twenty years. I don't know how. Yeah, it's old. It's been out. It's been out a minute. Oh, maybe even longer than that, honestly. So if, if for whatever reason you haven't watched, you want to watch Batman Beyond, which is on HBO Max and probably other places too. Just skip ahead a little bit. Look, okay, you said it's uh, Bruce Wayne's like he was like genetically engineered. Terry McGinnis was or something. It's essentially like yeah, a, not a clone. I'm trying to think of like he bioengineered a son. There we go. I guess is what I'm trying to say. To yeah, I mean yes, yeah. He he. I don't. I didn't get that in the show anywhere. The only part I got that, and granted, I could have missed an episode. Was the he helps the Justice League at one point. And they ask him mm -hmm. to be a member, and he's mm -hmm. like, "Well, I guess I'm more like Bruce than, or I'm like Bruce in that element, and that I like to work alone." And Superman makes a comment, "You're more like him than you know," and I was like, "That's weird." Yeah. yeah, that's the only time. So I don't know where what I missed, unless it's in that ending. So, like I said, the ending that what I'm talking about is in a Justice League Unlimited episode, and so I can't I didn't remember miss it in the show. Yeah, no, you you didn't miss any shows. Like okay. you have the you have the beginning right where you see his dad 
Uh, the show came out in 99, so if you haven't seen it, you're probably not trying to see it, so I'm going to spoil this. But at the beginning of the show, you obviously know that his dad was killed by the Joker's gang, right. and he he stumbles upon Bruce Wayne's house when he's running away. Bruce Wayne helps him fight off the Joker's, and he helps Bruce get his medicine. Then he accidentally finds the Batcave, finds out that Bruce was Batman, and steals the, the newer suit, the Beyond suit, and uses it. Then uh, And that that's, that's essentially, in a nutshell, his backstory, right? But then later on, Amanda Waller tells Terry McGinnis when he's older, like like I said, this is in a different show now, uh, tells Terry McGinnis that uh, they used Batman's DNA DNA to, to, to make a clone, essentially, in case Batman died. And it wasn't like a clone. They were trying to replicate what was going on. And they essentially used that DNA to override the DNA from, from Terry's dad, who passed, and they injected that in into into him and his mom, like when before he died or whatever. So technically, Terry is Bruce's genetically altered son, and and that's that's kind of how that goes. And uh, like I said, Amanda Waller was a part of that, and she explains that to Terry, and then Terry kind of like accepts that fact. Um, and in that, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just keep going because it just makes more sense. Like. Walmart pretty much concludes to tell him that, like, Terry, T- Terry's his son. He's not a clone. He's his son, straight up. That's what she tells him. And then despite all the circumstances of his existence, he chose to be Batman. He wasn't genetically engineered to be Batman. Terry found all of that himself, chose to be Batman himself, so it was meant to be. And then Terry decides that he wants to continue being Batman, and then he also... Uh, decides that he wants to propose to Dana, his girlfriend from the show. Um, and you see all of that in, it's the, the episode is called Epilogue, actually, I remember now. Uh, in Justice League Unlimited, there's an episode called Epilogue where they explain this. And they did that, like I said, specifically for the fans of Batman Beyond who didn't get a true ending to the show. Um, you're wearing Batman Beyond colors today, too. I, yeah, just so happened to be wearing Batman Beyond colors. It was I didn't plan that. It yeah, just happened. Right. And, uh, um, it, seriously, yeah, okay. So after we finished Batman Beyond, which dude, the intro got on my nerves after a while, and I think it got on the misses' nerves. Wow, like that. I think two thousand just... like wanting to be edgy. Damn, let's do like the Rob Zombie psychedelic dance moves in it. That is triggered. You, you definitely, you definitely came in to the show way too late because had you been watching this in '99 when it came out, yeah, like it's good for all of that was, huh? It's like on par with the times in '99, but you go from the animated series, classic you intro. Watch, you're watching it now in 2023. Had you watched it in 1999 when it came out, you wouldn't feel that way because you wouldn't have watched all of these other things. You just you're slow on the draw, bro. Like you haven't you didn't watch but a you, lot of the animated series that, is a, such a good classic intro, and then you go to this, and it's like. Wow! But it, did you not watch the show, dog? Like this is what I'm saying. The Batman animated series in- intro, obviously, it's fucking perfect. Don't mess with it. But, like, it's perfect for Bruce Wayne Batman. Terry is not Bruce. Terry is a teenager. He's younger. He, like, it's just like if, if, if you in high school got a fucking bat suit 
you would be think about the shit you were listening to back then. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how it would be. That would Classical be your intro. Music. Huh? Classical music. Get the hell out of here. I actually did listen <laughs> to classical music in high school. One of the many things. That wasn't your go-to, though. I mean, how do you know? A little Moonlight Sonata uh, on the weekend, bro? Get, get the hell out okay, of here. Okay, we're going to, since I got you triggered on that. All right, so we finished that. We went to um, the movie because I felt like it correlated well and I had to watch the movie after. I don't know if there was another Batman Beyond movie, but I watched Return, no, just one. Return just one. of the Joker. Right? Yeah, that's the only one. Return of the Joker, to me, I wish the whole series had been like Return of the Joker. The whole of series course you do. Been better. Not saying it's bad, but it'd been better if it was like Return of the Joker. Why, why, what, in what way? Explain. First off, Mark Hamill is Joker. They, okay, let, let, me, let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. When, because seriously, I don't, I don't think you, you understand. When the show was 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 created, before we saw it, before it hit WB, the whole point of the show was this: let's make a new Batman who's a teenager. No, no, but you don't. So I'm explaining. No, look, why let's it's better? A new it's darker. Who's a teenager, just, right? I like it better. Let's put that, let's put that character in the future, right? And then give him an attitude that's on par with characters like Static, that's on par with characters like Spider-Man. Let's make him quippy because Batman's not quippy, right? So let's do that kind of character. With that said, that's going to go into my one of the things. One of the things that they couldn't do in the show was continue to bring back old villains because one, you wouldn't care about. The, the, the storylines for this new Batman, you would only care how they relate to Bruce from the old Batman. So that's why they didn't want to keep bringing up characters. So when they did bring up characters from the show, you had Raish, which makes sense because of how he is. You had Mr. Freeze, which makes sense because of how he is. You had a super, 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 super old Bane, and he was all fucked up, which makes sense for his character, right? But other than that, they didn't want to keep bringing back old characters. They wanted to make everything new, everything new, 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 new enemies, new arch nemeses, right? New girlfriends, new everything. That's why you, the only characters that you see in the show that are related to Batman in some way, you see Barbara Gordon, right? Barbara Gordon's married to some fucking dude we've never heard of before, we've never seen before, the mayor of the, the town or the city or whatever. Brand new everything. They didn't bring back Dick Grayson. They didn't bring back Tim Drake. Nobody, because they wanted you to be invested in Terry and what he was doing and the characters that he was going to meet, not all the old stuff. So when they did Return of the Joker, the point of that was to give the fans who were watching it at the time a little taste of what was past which was something like the Joker. If you're going to tell a story about an old Batman villain because he's too fucking old to be Batman and fight anymore, who better to bring back than the Joker? He's like the best Batman villain okay. that there is. So like bring Get him back. New... We done triggered you. Huh? We done, we done like triggered you already. Look, it's not necessarily just a Joker. It's the fact that it's a darker episode. The movie's a lot darker uh-huh. because you dive into Tim Drake and like, Losing his mind and all the shit that happens, and it's just better to me. Like I wish all the episodes were. Is like Is it that. better because it's darker, or is it better because it's characters that you know? Darker. So if you took okay, 
if you took Tim Drake out, if you took the Joker out, but it was still a really dark story, would you still like it? Yeah. Okay, so with what you just said, you're telling me that you like the show Batman Beyond because a lot of the episodes were dark as shit. Like, there's an episode where you, you find episodes. out the origin of his dog, Max, who was a stray and got picked up by this asshole who was fighting dogs and then started injecting dogs with uh, whatever, the splicing dogs or whatever to make them bigger and stronger and was making the dog Max fight so he could eat and shit. And then Bruce just happened upon him and kept him like Shit in the show is dark. There's an episode where there's a little girl who has the there's psychic a lot ability. Of, like, that's high school shit in it too, people. though. And like, oh, let's go to a club and yeah, Terry's been fighting crime all night, but instead of sleeping, I'm gonna go dance in a club with my girl and be falling asleep and talking to other girls. There's a lot of stuff like that, which I get doing appearances and all, but I don't know. Well, you like so. so okay, okay, I understand. I get it now. I get it now. You prefer, and this makes sense for for both of us. You prefer heroes or heroic characters that are grown, because if this were a Spider-Man show, that wouldn't be a complaint because Spider-Man typically starts out in high school. Yeah. So nobody complains about Spider-Man when he's doing high school shit. I, just, like, I guess I guess so, you think about it like close. Bruce Wayne is uh he's a playboy. We all know that. He's a grown ass man but with a grown, grown ass man. man problems. And I feel like it's a little more granted it's a comic and I know the like the fan base and all that for the most part's like younger is what generally comics go for. But uh-huh. it's more of an adult ish style for like animated series to me. Because you got grown Bruce and like all this stuff. And then yeah. beyond, obviously, Terry McGinnis is, I don't even know how old he's supposed to be in it. I know he's in high school. I think. I think it's high school. Probably 16, 17. Or is it college? 16. I know he's in, sc- he's he's in school. He's in college. He's in high school. Okay, he's absolutely in high, in high school. But it's like that. It's not a bad show. And I like that Kevin Conroy's in it to have that Bruce Wayne like guidance. Um, mm-hmm. It had good episodes. It did not. What was your favorite episode? Well, I don't know off the top of my head. Do you know how much Batman I've watched in the last like week? Not as much as I've watched. Oh, in the last week? Oh yeah. I mean that's that's pretty much my entire personality is watching Batman shit. In the last week, all this horror stuff. I'm saying all this horror and Last of Us video games. That shit's for fun. Batman is life. You watch Batman twenty four seven. If I could, I would. If I could, I would. I damn near have since he's been sick. That's what I'm saying. Like I've consumed so much content in a tiny period that I'm yeah. starting to think I'm Batman, and I'm debating on putting a bat signal on my house. So if you took out old man Bruce, who's your favorite character? Ugh. Can I say Ace? You can say Ace. He's a character. Um. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, Terry's pretty cool in parts. It just, I don't know. <laughs> you're having such a hard time. I am having a very hard time. So Ter- Terry's not your Batman is what you're telling me. No. And that's no offense to him. Like, the show's not bad. I've definitely seen worse. And, I mean, we went through it. 
I just like the movie for some reason. I think last question. Maybe you're right. Like the Dick Grayson stuff. I thought that was a cool twist. Or not Dick Grayson. Excuse me. Tim Drake. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I actually really liked how he looked as a little kid Joker. He looked freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, I like Joker's death in that too. Do Did I you see the unrated version or the edited no, version? I saw whatever's on HBO. That that's So that's the unrated version. That's the one where Tim shoots him, right? Yes. Okay. So when that when that movie came out, they actually edited the movie and they edited that whole scene out. It was different. So instead of Tim shooting him, what happens is Tim pushes Joker into uh, into some cables and uh, he gets wet and and gets electrocuted well, to death. Weak. They change it. That's weak, huh? That's weak. Yeah, they, I mean, they changed it for kids, so they edited that scene out. And then right. in Batman, Master of the Phantasm, when when Batman's getting chased by the cops and, like, he's getting his ass beat and, like, fire and explosions and shit, and then Andreas shows up and he gets in the car and they drive off, like, in that scene, they take out all of the blood because they can't show Batman bleeding. So, yeah, they, they edited the shit out of that movie. All right, well, I'm going to get, since you're going to make a whole episode about Batman Beyond, we're getting off Batman Beyond now. It was not bad, not better than animated series. And if you say it's better than animated series, I'm disowning you. I would never say that. Okay. That's, That's all. You don't have to defend it. All right. So then I've watched most of Batman versus Robin today, actually, mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. And that was actually pretty dope. I liked it. What I've seen. I, I dug it. What is that? Justice, not vengeance? Is it that one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a scene that's really cool. Uh, Nightwing shows up, and Nightwing gets fucked up. Like, they're fighting in Wayne Manor, and he gets, like, spears through his arms and legs, and he's, like, bleeding everywhere. Oh, you mean when the when the, when the the owls attack, or the talons um, attack? What they call them? Talons, or something? The yeah. Hell? Is it talons? Yeah, yeah, they're called talons. It was pretty dope. Uh, also, fun fact, for the Last of Us fans, Troy Baker's actually in that. He's a uh, lieutenant he is. of the, uh, the Court of Owls, or something. He's a Troy player. Baker's in a lot of uh, late 2000s Batman material. Okay. So the other thing we've watched that he plays the Joker in a lot of stuff. Do what? He voices the Joker in a lot of stuff. Troy Baker does. Yeah. All right, we're about to talk about some Joker voicing. So the other thing we've watched, like, we're going like to touch Batman, is, the game Batman Arkham uh, Origins. He's he's Joker in that game. I don't know if I did. I play that one. It's the prequel game. Yeah, I don't know if I played that one. I, don't, I think I haven't. I don't know that I played it. Damn, you you need to go ahead and start. I actually really. Um, okay, we watch Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Here's what I'll say about that: <laughs> it is way lighter subject matter than the previous yeah. two shows. Like mm-hmm. going from animated series to Beyond, I was like, okay, it's a little more like, I guess the age level, like their target range is raised a little bit. Once we got to Brave and Bold, I was like, oh, damn, they done really raised it. The dude's voice isn't bad. It's the dude from um, Drew Carey show, I think, right? Yeah. His voice is like, he's got the gravelly voice. It's it's okay. But Jesus at the quips and stuff this dude does. I'm talking about Batman's got some cheesy-ass things he says. I'm like, oh, come on. Pros of Yeah, they were There's hardcore. The art is kind of cool in parts. It's like really hard lines. And for some reason. Wait, how, did you watch all of it? Yes. Okay, okay. Hard so lines. This is, Why did the art remind say, me of Archer? Yeah, I'll say two things about Brave and, Brave and the Bold. 
I didn't want to watch Brave and the Bold when it came out because I was not feeling the lighthearted, jokey Batman with the bright colors and shit. But then I realized that it was supposed to be based off of the earlier Batman comics where he is, you know, kind of hokey. Uh, and yeah, it's all about him and the sidekicks and shit. And then also most of it is uh, heavily based off of the 60s Batman with uh, Adam West. And Adam West is even in yeah. episodes as Thomas Wayne, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And Grey Ghost, I want to say. Uh, but, but aside from that, because that was the one thing. I wanted to say, and then uh, the other thing was, there are every episode that has Owlman in it. I'm, I was all in. I was so all in. That's one of the best things it has going for it is the the fact there's so many DC characters in it. There's a yeah. ton of DC characters, which was really cool. I actually really liked that and enjoyed that part of it. Um, there was some really, there was even a couple dark episodes for like kid material. I was like, damn, this got dark quick. There's um. An episode where, what is it, Bruce dies and... Um, is it Dead Man comes in? Is it? I think maybe. And then Damian Wayne becomes Robin. It's like um, Alfred's writing the whole thing. Uh-oh. Like And it's like yeah, pretty yeah. much how the lineage of Batman will go. And Dick is Batman and like all this. Like I don't know. It's kind of cool. Um, there was some cool episodes. It was not bad. Um I will say, from when it started, I was a little worried. I was like, oh, God, what am I watching? But we made it through it. Um, the fourth wall breaks were kind of cool. Batmite, I still don't know anything about that. That's just a weird whatever. Um, Aquaman's goofy. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it was – there were some goofy characters. There's a lot of cool DC characters. I did I did really enjoy that, actually. Um, yeah. But the Joker – I already know, man. Dude, just get that out of here. That was no. I could. I, I tried. I was like, I'm gonna keep giving him a chance, and I was just like, I his voice, just I don't know. I just couldn't. I was struggling with it. I didn't. I didn't really enjoy that either. Like, I understand where it was coming from and what they were doing, what they were going for. I know all of those things, but but it it wasn't it wasn't it. Yeah, to say the least. It was okay though. Um. Yeah, it was okay. We gotta move on. We can talk about Batman for like know, forty was, minutes. It was very bright, and do you not get? Why do I get Archer vibes even from the intro of that show? I don't. I mean, I, I guess I can see why you were getting Archer. And even vibes, the art, maybe it's the hard lines of like the character models. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, we're done with that, and now I don't know what we're gonna watch. I don't know if I'm going to Beware of Batman or the Batman, which I don't know if that's any good or not. I think it's the Batman. You're, oh, the Batman! I'm thinking I'm going back to animated. Do what? The Batman 2004. Huh? Where he has like the pointier chin? Yeah, the Batman is actually pretty good. The you won't like the Joker in it, <clears throat> which makes sense. But that show is actually pretty good, and it has a movie. The movie is called Batman versus Dracula, and that movie is actually pretty fucking dark. I mean, I'll watch that. I mean, that sounds. Yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of dark, bro. Like, like Dracula fucks some people up. All right, and those counting, if you want to know, and th- this is since the last episode, that's a lot of damn episodes of Batman that I, I've watched in a week. In a Let week. me ask you this. No, I'm not going to ask you nothing else. we got to move on. I'm not, no What's more the questions. question? What's the question? question is, how, how many of those episodes did you watch start to finish? A lot. 
Look, here's what happens. We'll go on a binge, and we'll be like four or five episodes down, and I'm just like, all right, I need a Batman break, like legit. Turn the bat signal off. I need a break. Let me turn something else on for a minute. And this boy will go from like, all right, I'm done watching Batman for now. I'm playing, and you're like, he ain't even paying attention, so I'm good. As soon as that app closes, it's like a little signal goes off in his brain, and he snaps his head to the TV, and he's like, points. Like, he's pointing for the damn bat signal. And I'm like, come on. She tried to trick him yesterday, and she turned on Teen Titans and was like, look, it's Batman. I was like, that boy knows better. Ain't no damn Batman in this. There's Robin. He laughed at the intro and then was like looking at her like, this ain't no damn Batman. And started pointing the screen like, you turn Batman on. Like, he knows. Look, I, I think this is the best problem. It's not a problem for no, me. Like, if this were my house, it'd be like, I could watch like an awful show that I'm just like wanting to smash my head in the door. I'm watching Batman, so I'm not complaining. But, like, there comes a time where I need to uninject this Batman from my veins for a minute because I need to nah. breathe. Batman is the cure. Because it's all running together. I'm going to be caught up. I'm going to have, like, every... I, I told somebody, I was like, he's going to be a damn, like, historian of Batman if he keeps on at this rate. All right, enough Batman. So, Christian, what have you been into? Because we've been talking about Batman forever. <laughs> Which is also a movie. Uh, so for me, I watched a movie this week. I watched a movie this week. I saw Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. That's what I did. And and uh, luckily, my thoughts on that movie are pretty quick. Uh, wait for it to come out on Disney Plus. That's what I think. Really? Yeah, man. It's can I, can it's I tell just, you something real quick about Ant Man? Yeah, I've seen the first one. I'm there. This is the third one, right? Yes. I haven't seen the second one. Isn't it Ant Man Wasp? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I love Paul Rudd. Don't get me wrong, but I just, I'm struggling. Like, I don't have motivation to be like, I need to watch this. I also haven't watched Eternals, which I know is pretty bad, supposedly. But I want to watch it. Yeah, Eternals. Not the greatest. It's it's on par with this movie. I'll tell you that. It's because they're 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 both not great. The problem with Ant Man is the script. The script is just not good. It's not good. Like there's, I'm not gonna give like spoilers for the movie, but this is in the trailer, so I figure it's fair game. There's a scene in the movie where he goes to get his daughter Cassie out of prison, out of jail, right? Because she's a juvenile or whatever. He wants to get her out of jail or whatever because she was in a protest that got violent or something like that. Cool. Because of the times, of course it's a protest. Sure. No problems. The issue is they go home and have a family dinner after this. And at the family dinner, Scott finds out that everybody knows that Cassie's been in jail a couple of times at this point and he's the only one that doesn't know and i'm like that that was when i was immediately out of the movie i was like hold on hold on hold on you mean to tell me that the 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 actual parent of this child is the only person that doesn't know that she's been to jail and all of you guys have known that she's been to jail a couple of times and you just keep bailing her out and not telling her actual parent Fuck that. I, I was I was completely out of the movie right there. That just didn't make any sense. And this is also in the trailer, but like she's she's like creating a device to communicate with the quantum realm, right? And and Janet, the 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 
the wasp, her, her mom, right? Janet Van Dyme shows up and it's just like, you're communicating with the quantum realm, turn that machine off right now. And then that's when all of the, the fuckery show happens. Like literally right after that is when it all happens. Like it's immediate. They're like, Hey, I made this device to, commu- to communicate with the quantum realm. What? You're communicating with the quantum realm. Yeah. Turn it off. Bam. Now we got a movie. The stuff has started now. And it's just like the, the convenience of the plot really gets me. And then Modoc in the movie like, I'm sure you'll hear this forever, so I don't want to, like, dwell on it too much. But Modoc was a complete joke character. He wasn't Modoc. I've seen a picture of him, and I don't know if it's real or not, but it looked awful. It's, it's real. It's Is it really? Real. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. He looks like the villain from Spy Kids, the first one. I've never seen Spy Kids. Well, just literally, you don't have to see it. Just Google it. it, it I, it's someone terrible. posted a picture, and I was like, ooh, I hope that's, like, some Photoshop, something. Nah, it, it's it. I'm sure, I'm sure, because Disney always does this with their movies, and, like, whether you catch it or not, that's it, that's the point. But, like, they typically release a movie, and then they still edit it while the movie's in theaters. So by the time it's second, third week out in theaters, the CGI is vastly improved. And when it goes to Disney+, Plus, you get the improved version. They even did that with WandaVision where they redid some of the graphics and then re-uploaded the episode to Disney+. Plus. It's the same shit. You just have better CGI. And, like, that's an issue for me because they keep getting away with it. So I just felt like Jesse Pinkman from from Breaking Bad. You can't keep getting away with this! Like, that's what I felt like. Legit. Because this movie just wasn't... The writing was really bad. Kang was cool. I did like Kang. I did like Jonathan Majors. Um, I want to see him be Kang more, which I already know is going to happen, but like it's different versions of Kang and all that stuff. So the resolution of this movie and feeling like everything was just too convenient and, 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 and happy, I guess is what I'm getting at. I just didn't enjoy it. Like I wanted to, I wasn't expecting to like the movie. I was expecting to enjoy it and it wasn't enjoyable. I think if this movie was like an hour and a half, you know, maybe it would have been better, but it just it just wasn't a great time at the movie. So if anybody out there who's listening to me talk right now, if you haven't paid to go see Ant-Man, don't pay to go see it. Wait for it to come into Disney Plus. Or if you have some kind of movie pass or AMC A list or whatever where you can just go see a movie when you want to, then sure do that if you want. But like, is it worth going to the theater and, and spending your gas money and doing all that? Like, no, it's not. Okay. All right. Um Aside from that, this week, I played more uh, Mass Effect. I have been playing less just because I have more you know, shit to do in, in real life. But I am officially on the last level of Mass Effect. And once I beat that, obviously, I'm done with the games. And I will start with uh, Dead Space. So I'm, I'm hoping to finish Mass Effect tonight as of the time it's recording and then immediately start on, on Dead Space. But other than that, that's what I've been doing for the week. We, uh, we rewatched the... Uh the flash trailer just because I don't think the missus was paying attention during the Super Bowl, like being around family and like talking. And she was yeah. like, I don't know if I I don't know. I was like, actually, I'm not gonna lie. It looked good. And the fact that it looked good yeah. kind of explains why they haven't pulled the plug on it. Like amongst like, also they had already shot it and they had done all, like all the stuff. Like a lot of money's already been invested, but I was like with all the issues kind of explains it. And so when we rewatched it, I don't know if I rewatched the same one that I watched on the Super Bowl, honestly. Cause I saw stuff. There's two. 
there was stuff that there's, I there's two of them. Remember. The one that you saw during the game was the like the TV spot trailer, and the trailer that's available online is the full trailer. So yeah, there's two it, different ones. It was good though. I saw a lot of stuff. One thing, I don't know why I I knew Affleck was in it, but I had forgot. And then when I saw him, I was like, oh damn, he's back. But there is Affleck driving the motorcycle. Yeah. Because I swear for a brief moment, I was like, that's Christian Bale. I was like, there is no way I'm about to get three Batmans in this movie. Like, I got excited. Because, I mean, it, you could. It could be like the, um, I say Spider-Verse. Um, God damn, what am I trying to say? This, the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Like, the, the, no technically with Flash and like being able to do that. The Flash movie looks really good, the trailer. And then immediately after we rewatched the trailer, she was like, Okay, that does look really good. I want to see that. I was like, yeah, I for sure want to see it. It, it looks like I'm interested. Um, but that's all I had on that. Just rewatch that trailer. And now it's time to get to the main meat and potatoes now that we've wasted 48 minutes of your time. It hasn't been wasted because we talked about Batman and it's all Christian's fault because I got him. Back-to-back weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Going to write that down in the books. I've been able to, to get Christian riled up about Batman stuff. Last week was Robin. This week we just Batman Beyond. Just talking about it got him fiery. Damn, Christian. You don't have to get so upset about it. It's okay. <laughs> I uh I mean, what can I say? I like that. So I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping this weekend I think it comes out this week. Is Co- Cocaine Bear coming out this weekend? I want to watch that. That looks hilarious. I just I literally just saw it flash on my computer screen like it was there's an ad for it. And I thought I was it was like, supposed to be a horror that. movie. I mean, it's horrific. But everything I've seen looks funny as hell. Like, yeah, I'm sure it's a comedy at this point. Yeah. Um. Also, I don't know how much I want to see. Uh, I saw a trailer before we started recording for the Machine, Burt Kreischer's The Machine. Yeah. You ever listen to the comedian Burt Burt Kreischer? I don't think so. Essentially, he was like in college, uh, at like Florida State, and they did some kind of trip for some school thing to like Russia, and he was known for partying back then like drinking and stuff mm-hmm. and he somehow unknowingly got in like the Russian mob or something while on this trip. <laughs> it's like, but it's like they robbed his, his uh peers and like all kinds of stuff happened. And like, it plays off of that. Him telling the story, I think he has a flashback, but then he goes back to Russia or something like there's a whole story. Uh, Mark Hamill's his dad in it, which looks funny because nice. yeah, it looked, it looked pretty funny. Oh, is that the movie where in the trailer he like throws up on somebody? Hell, I don't know. Like, I think I've seen that. I think I saw the 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 trailer for that where he he. It just came out today, it, I think. He he meets some girl and she is. Uh, man, I can't remember. I, I did see this trailer because the trailer, the red band version of the trailer, released like a week ago, and I did see that. Just don't be making up stuff. All right, let's talk about Last of Us. Last of Us, uh, episode six, right? We're on six? Yeah, six. Yep. First off, I'm going to say, when you get going, there is a lot of stuff in this. Look, man, I got there hell is notes. A I, lot. It got to the point to where I just stopped writing stuff because I was like, I'm sure we'll just talk about it. 
So I'll go through what I have, and I'm going to kind of speed through it because we waste a lot of time. But I didn't I didn't write down everything because, like you said, there was a lot, There's a and there were a lot of changes too. So I didn't I didn't write everything down, but but I got I got uh, enough. One big change um, so I always say: into you do not spend the time in Jackson in the first game, which season one is modeled after, that you do mm-hmm. in the show. You spend right, time, right. and I believe it's, it's the dam, which you see in the show, yeah. but. It is the dam. Yeah. Jackson is really explored and like flushed out in part two. There you go. And then we'll let Christian go uh, into it. Yeah, sure. Essentially, when it starts off, the episode starts off, it's recapping us, but not like a typical recap. We just literally relive the scenes of the last episode, the end of it. So we see, um, you know, what's going on with Henry and Sam just to get us fully depressed so that when we go into the show, we skip the show does a time skip for three months later. I will say in the game, um, we don't get a three months later tag. It just says fall. So we know that it is the fall in the game, but in the show three months later, very ambiguous. Um, and we're in Wyoming at this point, they've made it to Wyoming. They've been walking on foot this whole time. Uh, we see a man in winter gear and a bow and arrow can some rabbits uh we also see a deer strung up which is a nod to the games because in the games ellie is hunting a deer with a bow and arrow and meets the character david uh who is not in the show at least yet um then we see um that uh, the guy that we were following his name is marlon and his wife i think his wife's name was florence i I may have wrote that down wrong okay I think it's Marlon and Florence, and they I, I found that from the the credits. I don't think they said it in the show. I just quickly looked at it in the credits. But uh, anyway, Marlon and Florence, they live in this uh, cabin that's in the middle of fucking nowhere. We find out that Marlon moved them out there way before the pandemic started, so they don't know a lot about what's going on in the world. They know about the infected but they don't know about the fireflies like at all. And there's a little funny scene where she's like, there's firefly people, uh, Florence. And we also see that Florence fed them soup. She fed uh, Joel and Ellie. And we see that Joel and Ellie don't want to hurt them at all. They just have their guns on them so they can get the information that they want. And they essentially just want to know where the fuck they are because they don't know exactly where they are. So they ask both of the, the, the people separately uh, where they are on the map and Joel's trying to figure out if one of them is lying or not, but they tell him the truth. Um, so that's really cool to see. But uh, Sam, I don't know if you caught this, but Florence was wearing a purple sweater. No, I wasn't paying attention. And we've had many conversations about what the color purple means to The Last of Us. So I thought that was really cool to see. And we also see how caring Joel, even though he has a gun on them, Joel's very careful when he's talking to uh, this older couple in general. So I really like the fact that she had a purple sweater on. And they're not in the game. They're completely made up for the show. And I really like this addition. noticed the interrogation was a watered... I say watered down because the interrogation in the game is a little more uh, bloody and brutal. But it's kind of similar to how they interrogate in the game. With the point to Mm -hmm. the map, better not be lying... Like, it better be exactly the same, all that stuff. Yep. I believe both of them interrogate um, that way. I believe Ellie has a scene, too, maybe in part two, where she does the same thing. She just 
slowly. Well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. Ellie steals a rabbit on her way out, um, so they'll have food, which I understand. Joel didn't want her to, but I mean they got to eat, so I get it. Uh, and then he, that rabbit was also shot with a bow and arrow, so it doesn't have a, a bunch of bullets in it, so they don't have to eat around bullets, which makes a lot of sense. Have you seen the clip, the streamer clip of the? I'll laugh every time I see this. It's a uh, some streamer watching, and it's the little rabbit jumping on the game. And it stops, and she's like, "Oh!" And about that time, the arrow goes through it, and she's like, ah! "This squeaks with like terror." Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. I have seen that. I actually saw that recently. I saw that like a like a week or two ago, and it I was. I don't know hilarious. why, but that makes me crack up every time. I guess just her reaction, like that squeak. It is really funny because, like, if that's her genuine reaction to that, like, you need to get off the internet, man. For real. But um, anyway, we see that Joel has a panic attack right after, you know, right after this interaction, which is new. That's not, I don't think that's in the games. He doesn't have full on panic attacks in the game. There's no health Uh, issues really like to speak of in the game like that, other than getting eaten or shot or yeah. Right. Um, And we learned pretty quickly that these, this, this panic attack is tied pretty much directly to his inability to, protect Ellie and, 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 and Sarah, his daughter. Um, because every time he's, we see that he has more than one panic attack later on, but when he's having them in the show, uh, that's the vibe that we get. And he doesn't want to talk about it because, you know, Joel wasn't like, especially feelings. Um, then we see that Joel is using, cause it's later on that night after they've been walking and they got to a place they're going to camp out. They find a cave. Joel's duct taping his boots up, which duct tape is all up in the game. That's like one of your main crafting components in the game. So I thought that was cool to see. Uh, we see Ellie looking up at the Aurora Borealis, or the I think it's also called the Sunrise Wind. I didn't write that down, so I might be wrong on that. Um, she's talking about space and how much she likes it and how much she researched and read about it when she was in school. And uh, her favorite astronaut is Sally Ride, which is directly out of the game and also makes a lot of sense. The first Joel female says, astronaut, for those that don't know. Mm-hmm. First one that went to, went to went space, to space, went yeah. to the moon. Yeah. The moon, sorry. You're good, you're good. Um, I think she was the first female astronaut in space. I don't know about the moon. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I think, I think but, it's space. I'm pretty sure she's, yeah. Okay. I think, I don't know. That, that makes more sense. Either way. Obviously, public school didn't uh, do us any favors. Uh, Joel says after this that he would like to own a ranch. Like after, you know, they get Ellie and they get a cure going, all that stuff, he wants to own some land, start a ranch, and he wants to raise sheep, which I thought was really funny that he said sheep because he is shepherding Ellie around, and he's also been a shepherd to several characters. He was was a shepherd to Ellie. He's a shepherd to Tommy. He's kind of a shepherd to Tess, so, like, Makes sense that he would say sheep. Um, I don't know if anybody else read into that. I might be overshooting, but that's what I thought about when he said it. Um, Then right after that, uh, Ellie tells Joel about uh, Sam and her blood, like rubbing her blood into Sam and all that stuff. And Joel doesn't really get too pissed off about it. He he understands more so, and it makes the letter that she wrote, I'm sorry, uh, it makes that make more sense. 
And then he, he kind of doubles down and says that he, it, it's going to take more than that. And then he also says that he believes in Marlene. And if she says that, um, if she says that it can happen, it can happen. So I thought that was really cool for him to go back on that. And then Ellie asks him which watch he wants to take. And he says he'll take both watches and for Ellie to sleep to what she does. But Joel, like Ellie, in just, what, an episode or two ago, no, last episode with, with Sam, she uh, he falls asleep during his watch. And then Ellie has taken watch overnight and just didn't wake up Joel. And he gets kind of pissed off about it, but she pretty much proves that she's capable of taking care of them when she needs to. So I thought that was really cool to see. I don't know how you felt about that scene, but I really liked. I really like when she stands up to Joel because a lot of the times Joel is just being a dick for no reason. So when she does stand up to him most of the time, when she actually stands up to him and she's not just being annoying, it's it's really powerful stuff. Um, I think right after that is the scene where they... Uh, where they pass by the uh, the dam, the hydroelectric dam, which is in the game, but different, like you were saying earlier, because that's where they meet Tommy. And then obviously Ellie has to make a pun about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was really funny too. And then we venture to Jackson, but we they get stopped by a group of masked people on horseback with a dog that can sniff out infection in people, which I thought was... I thought it was really weird that that dog is specifically trained to sniff out infections. Or is it just but bullshit whatever. to scare him in uh, saying it? I think it's bullshit later because when they when they start talking later to Tommy and he There's tells them that they the do game, a lot of though, that the hunters and all have. So I don't. They may just be more to sniff out the scent of the people than I don't know. It might, it's probably bullshit. I think it's bullshit. I read. Uh, online that it could be because the infection's been in her blood for so many months that it it doesn't show up, it doesn't register anymore. But like, I think that's kind of a stretch, to be honest. I, I think I, I think that's I think it's too much. I just think that it was bullshit to begin with. It just makes more sense if the dog is just scare tactic sniffing on people. You know what I mean? Scare tactic. Um, it, yeah, exactly. Um, and then we see that Joel has panic attack number two when this is happening uh, because he can't save Ellie. He can't think of anything. He can't save her. He can't come up with a lie fast enough. And then we end up learning that the dog likes Ellie and they, you know, kind of play together. So that happens. The dog detected nothing. Then we meet Maria Miller, who we find out later is Tommy's wife. Uh, and then she asks Joel what his name is. When he tells her, she immediately invites them to go with them because she knows who Joel is. Um, and we'll learn in a second why she knows who Joel is. The description that Tommy gave Maria is pretty fucking on point. But I'm in the game, I might be wrong, but in the game, didn't he get didn't she have a picture of him or Tommy had a picture of, of Joel and that's how she knew who he was? Uh I think Tommy has pictures somewhere. Yeah, because he tries to give Joel the picture of him and Sarah. And Sarah later and Joel says no. Yeah. Right? He okay. Tommy went back to the house and got it the picture of them and Joel's like, no, cause he shuts down on that shit quick. That's right. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Uh, which is weird that he went back to their house to get stuff. Yeah. I, I didn't like why I, I never, I don't remember what his explanation was in the game, but why, why'd you go back to the house? Especially without Joel? Like, what was the point? Um, what happens next there? Um, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. That's when Joel finally reunites with Tommy, and it's kind of heartfelt. And then we see that Joel and Ellie get to eat in the kind of dining area that they have uh, that's full of, like, you know, the string lights, which looks really cool. I did like that. Uh, the string lights, so that is from 2. Like I said, a lot of Jackson's from 2. Okay. But one cool thing I like about the string lights, I don't know if you watched, I think it was E3. Um, when they were announcing part two, last of us part two, the whole damn setup mm. for the PlayStation conference was like that, that, uh, building, like they had the string lights. That's really up. cool. That's really cool. And I, I always liked it. I like the vibe of that. Can we say while they're in there, Ellie's such a little shit. She's such a shit. You know what though? She is, but she's acting exactly the way that Joel used to act. True. But she, I, 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 I like it though. I'm not complaining. I just, you watch yeah. her compared to like she's other not people. Wrong. She, she's not wrong. That's why I liked it. Like it's, it, she's actually doing. It, it's a little more aggressive than it needs to be for sure. Because she's a kid and she thinks that she sounds cool. But like, she's not wrong though. She, they don't fucking know those people. They I'm don't curious, know what's going on. I'm curious if you noticed something coming up. I'm, I'm waiting to see if you I know. did, and I wrote it down. I okay. sure did. That's exactly notice? what I'm about to say. I'm, here, this is the line. Ellie catches a girl staring at her who is most likely a character from part two. And I think her name is Dina, right? I think it, I think it's her. We could be really wrong and everybody could be reading into it. No, I mean, it's got to be. It's the, got to be Dina. Why would you? I mean, she, I get a kids are curious about the new kid in town, but that one that looked no, like that? They didn't tell us what her name was. <sighs> On purpose. They didn't what? tell us what her name was on purpose. They didn't tell us what her name was in the credits because I checked that. And I think it's Dina. They, uh, it's got to be, dude. It's got to be Dina. It makes, and she even looks like Dina. Yes. Like it makes sense. She does. So, one thing I want to backtrack real quick. I don't know if you noticed when they're walking into Jackson, the first two things Ellie notices she sees an elderly person in a wheelchair being mm-hmm. pushed. And then she sees kids, like almost, I think it's to their left or right, playing. And if you go back, I think it's an episode where Henry is talking about Fedra, like pretty much they, they take out elderly or gone because they're useless. And kids, again, they'll pretty much take them out. So it shows that it's not the same culture there. Like this is not that kind of civilization or, or community. Yeah, or I didn't. Like. I noticed her looking at those things, but I didn't put together why because I was looking at all the Easter eggs, so yeah. that makes sense. Oh, and there's a shit ton of Easter eggs in this episode. There's yeah, like I said, I got, I got tired of writing the shit down. Yeah, it's all it. over the place. Um, what else happens? Uh, we noticed that I, well, I, we kind of already said this, so I can skip that because we, we just said it just a second ago. Um, Joel finds out that Tommy and Maria are married and he is not fucking happy about it, which, uh, like he, he didn't give a damn. He had the sourest look on his face. And then even Ellie was like, say congrats, Joel. (laughs) And he says congrats finally, but it's like really fucking bitter. And I mean, we get it because we know how much Joel misses his old family and stuff. But yeah. Anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on. Um. Oh yeah, Ellie meets a young horse, conveniently named Shimmer, which is the grown or the 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 the, the baby version of Shimmer from you know part two in the game. Wow, I'm pretty sure everybody caught that though. Uh, Joel and Tommy grab a drink while Ellie 
goes to uh, their new place to shower. And uh, Joel noticed that Tommy isn't, or he, I said this, I was thinking this when, they, when we first saw Tommy, but uh, Joel pretty much calls him out and says, man, you haven't aged a day, or you haven't aged at all. And going through the episode, you can tell that Tommy hasn't aged much because he, he's not stressing out at all like Joel is. There's no stress. He's not constantly fighting for his life every fucking day. He's not sneaking in and out of the Fedra facility. You know, he's, he's not doing any of the stuff that Joel is doing right now. He's not trying to protect a, a, a kid, nothing. He's not traveling at all in this infected land. He's not having to deal with a lot of raiders. Like, he's living essentially his best life right now. And we'll talk about that here in a second because I wrote some more notes down in just a minute. But uh, Joel lies about Tess and Ellie, like what's going on with them. And then Tommy lets him know that the uh, the base that they're looking for, the Fedra base, is a week's ride south. And I'm really glad I don't live in this time because I don't know where the fuck south is. I'm going to be honest with you. I'd be fucked. I'm like, so be like, I swear. It's a, I week, that, it's a week south. And I'd be like, okay, so which, one which am I way going? is that? Where? Just point me. Give me landmarks. Give me landmarks. Where is it? Is it left of the river or no? Like, I, I, that's, that's what I would have to do. Um... And then, aside from it being a week's work out, uh, he tells them that it's at the University of Eastern Colorado, which is where it is in the game. So I'm glad that they kept that area intact. And then Joel wants Tommy to come with him, but Tommy declines. And Joel thinks it's because Tommy resents him for you know what they did in the past. And uh, he tells Joel that he's going to be a dad, which isn't in the game. It's brand new. Took me off. I mean. I figured that's what was going on, but like, also, like I said, it's brand new. It wasn't in the in the game at all. Makes sense for the show because drama, right? And uh, Joel is like straight fucking stone faced when he says that he doesn't give a fuck, and he's pretty much like, I traveled halfway around the world to save my brother just to find out that he's abandoned me to start a family of his own because he straight up abandoned him. He he didn't he didn't tell him where he was going. He didn't tell him how long he was going to be there. He didn't tell him nothing. He did radio silence, all that shit. Like, didn't give a fuck about what Joel was doing. So on that, I was like, I understand. But on the other hand, I was like, Joel, you got to calm the fuck down a little bit. Like, it's not Tommy's fault why this happened to Sarah. He didn't have anything to do with it. He even tried to help. But, But like I said, when you're in grief, you can't really speak logic into people who are experiencing grief. It's not how it works. Um... So yeah, with that happening, uh, Tommy says a line that cuts fucking deep, and he says, just because life stopped for you doesn't mean it has to stop for me. And with that, Joel fucking takes his leave, says he'll be out of Tommy's hair in the morning, and when he stumbles out of the bar, he runs into a girl that looks like Sarah, and then that's when he has panic attack number three. Um, and then I don't know if you caught this or not, Sin, but when we meet back with Ellie and you see that she is freshly showered, she's looking around in the room and we see a giraffe plushie in that room Yep. and there's a giraffe poster on the wall. And there's a, so we got, it's like a real girly room and there is a, uh, mm-hmm. I think there is a note on the bulletin board that says something about secret admirer, your secret admirer or something like that. I think that is there. I didn't read it all the way through, Which, just to be real. I don't know that that's Dina. It could just been from whatever, but 
Could have been from anything. Yeah. Uh, then we see that Maria left a note um, that says she's across the street, so Ellie can go meet her once she gets dressed. She also gives Ellie uh, her jacket from the game with the with the black colors, the stripes. Um, so I thought that was really cool. And then also she leaves Ellie a diva cup. <laughs> And I was like, "This. I mean, this makes sense. Yeah. It's a pandemic, but you're you're still gonna have a period, bro. It doesn't stop because the world's ending. So it's I thought that was cool. They added like, in the yeah. show, like the practicality, What'd you say? attention to detail, and the practicality stuff. Stuff that's like you don't think about, but you're like, damn, that's yeah. I mean, that's true. Like, yeah, because Ellie doesn't know how to use it. She's like playing with it, and then uh, that's the second time they like without telling us." They just show us about how it is to be Ellie in this world. So Ellie found uh, tampons in an earlier episode, yep. and then or was it last episode? No, no, that's like episode. episode three. It was episode three. Four? It was three. Three was it three? Yeah, it was three. It was three. You're right. When, that's when they were siphoning gas. So yeah, it was episode three, and then we have the Diva Cup in this episode. So just letting us know more and more so that like we haven't forgotten about this. This is in the show. They just don't explicitly talk about it, but they definitely show it. So I get that. And I, I actually appreciate that it's here. It makes a lot of sense. Cause that's something that I think about with all these shows. Like anytime I see a period piece, like, man, that's man, that's not what I mean is and I'm watching a show Crazy. from like way, way back in the day. And then I, I watch shows like this where it's, you know, pandemic, uh, post-apocalyptic times. I'm like, how are people brushing their teeth and keeping their teeth white? How are they bathing? How how are you, you know, taking care of periods and stuff? How are you having babies? Like, all that stuff I'm thinking hygiene about. Hygiene stuff. Yeah, t- general hygiene. Gen- like, how, how are you taking care of that? Because everybody's breath just smell like absolute rotting garbage at this point. Uh, but moving on. We'll, we can talk about that more later. I'm trying to get through this. So, we'll talk about that more later. Let's talk uh, about that. <laughs> <laughs> We's- Ellie sees when she goes across the street the memorial for Kevin, who is Maria's three-year-old son who passed, and Sarah, who she didn't know was Joel's daughter because Maria ends up telling her. And she says, oh, that makes a lot of sense because of, you know, why Joel is the way he is. It makes sense that he lost somebody like a daughter. It makes perfect sense. So now she knows. And I thought that was, you know, a cool scene to see because I liked Ellie's reaction to it. Um... But with this, Maria is warning Ellie about Joel, what kind of person he is, and how he can still hurt and betray her. Betray her, and Ellie like steadfast. She is defending the shit out of Joel, no matter what. And I really liked that scene. Unfortunately, what Maria is warning her about comes to pass in this episode. But I really like that Ellie is a fucking ride or die, man. That's that's really cool. Um, and then moving on right after that scene. Um, we see that Joel and Tommy meet up again and kind of patch things up. And then Joel tells Tommy everything about what happened with Tess, what's going on with Ellie, how he's been doing, like everything. He spills the beans completely, tells tells Tommy that, that Ellie's immune and that he can't tell anybody, not even his wife, like all of this stuff. And he just lays it down. This is the first time in the show that we've seen Joel, Joel be completely vulnerable and, and cry even like we haven't seen that since episode one. Uh, so it, it was very emotional. It was very heavy. Uh, it took a toll on 
me in general, just like seeing this character finally just be a human. Like it was really cool to see that. But um, he pretty much begs Tommy to take Ellie uh, to to the next destination because he's, in a nutshell, he's getting too old and too slow and too weak, and he can't protect Ellie the way that he needs to. And he, what he's not saying is that he actually gives a shit about Ellie, and if if she gets hurt because of him being able to do what he needs, he wouldn't really be able to go on with that. So he's trying to essentially lift the burden off of himself by 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 asking Tommy, the younger version of him, if you will, to do this for him. And Tommy reluctantly agrees and says that he'll take Ellie out in the morning and, and you know, finish up the plan. Uh, and then on his way home, he goes to talk to Ellie about this, but Ellie already fucking knows because she was listening in on the conversation. And I thought that that was cool. I'm pretty sure that's directly from the game. Like this conversation is verbatim, word for word, from the game, and that's really cool. And in a nutshell, Ellie pretty much says that she heard Joel's plan and that he's abandoning her, and that she she stood up to him again. This is the second time I want to say in the episode that she stands up to Joel, and um, she pretty much said, like I think I wrote the line down. Let me check. While you're looking, Bella Ramsey said in an interview that she was having sleepless nights and stressing over this episode. And that that scene with uh, her and Joel, like that real emotional scene that's verbatim Mm -hmm. in the game, she said it was a lot of pressure of like a big moment in the game, living up to it and doing it justice and doing it like they did it to keep it how it should be. Yeah, and they did. They did a fantastic job. She, she tells Joel that she's not Sarah. He pretty much tells her to shut the fuck up. And he goes off on her. You're not my daughter. I'm not your, I'm not your, your dad. Uh, in the morning, you're gone, blah, blah, blah. Like, he, he, he turns on her, essentially. He's a dick for no reason. Because he's trying to rip the Band-Aid off. Because he already likes Ellie. He already has feelings for her as a, as a father figure. It's too late. So he's thinking, if I just deal with this now, it'll go away and I'll be able to do what I need to do. Which obviously isn't the case. And Ellie pretty much says, like, everybody that I've ever known has either died or abandoned me, and, and, and I just defended you earlier today about this same thing, and you're abandoning me. Uh, which is really sad, man. Uh, it sucks. But this, that next morning, Tommy comes for Ellie, and she's ready to go. And when they get to the stables, they see that Joel is waiting, and he says that he was going to steal a horse and leave, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. But uh, he couldn't leave yet. He just hung out and waited around and then he talks to Ellie and tells her that he never really gave her a choice so now he wants to give her a choice he still thinks that Tommy should be the one because he's younger and faster and all that stuff but she immediately chooses Joel without hesitation and I liked that and they immediately make up it's like the damage is done we're we're over it let's move on and then we get a lot of we get a little montage of them traveling to where they need to go and it's cute as fuck, bro. Like, there's no other way to say it. it's cute as fuck. Rifle like she wanted early in the episode to hunt and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He divulges to her that he doesn't actually want to be uh, a rancher of sheep. He wants to sing, and then she says that you have to sing for me. And then he's like, "Also, from he's the pretty game. much like you're gonna laugh." <laughs> and she's like, "No, I won't laugh." He says, "You're you're already laughing," and he says, 
she's like, I'm going to save the fucking world, man. You owe me. So he tells her that he'll sing for her because it's fair. Uh, when they get back, after after the mission, then he'll sing for her. So I thought that was really cute. And this is the first time we heard about this in the show because in the game, him singing and playing guitar and loving music is very integral to the plot. So I was wondering when they were going to bring it up, if at all, and they finally did. So there we go. Uh, how did you feel about them bringing it up this late into the show? I'm glad they brought it up. I mean, I feel like whenever they finally do where he plays guitar and sings his song um, that is synonymous with like the game, it's it's going to be good. It's going to be really impactful. Absolutely. I forgot to say that he's also, aside from teaching her how to shoot and, and all that, he's also teaching her about football. Yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> They're talking about, and that's directly from the middle from the game. You get, you, yeah, you get ten yards. That's the first down. So, like, yeah, he's teaching her about football and all that stuff. And I thought that was really cute. And then when they get to their destination, they see those roaming monkeys directly from the game. And uh, there's no fireflies at this university. I want to speed this up a little bit more, just because I know we're, I'm getting pressed for time. But they don't see any fireflies. This place is completely vacant. It doesn't look good for them. And they find a packing list, which lets Joel know if there's a packing list, people are gone. Like, you don't have a packing list for no reason. They find a cork board with a bunch of pins pointing to Salt Lake City, Utah, which is, I'm I'm pretty sure that's the, the area from the game, correct? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they go to Utah, or they know that the people are now moved to Utah, which is... Kind of a far trip for them, but that's where they need to get to. And then Joel spots a group of raiders outside. So they try to escape. Joel fights one of the raiders and breaks his fucking neck, which is awesome. Do you notice that Joel did the raider coming again with that bad ear? Yeah, I did. I was going to get to that, actually. But you already did, so it's perfect. Um, but yeah, one, like he said earlier in the episode, he's too slow, too deaf, too old to, to do what he needs to do. So he ended up getting stabbed by a broken wooden baseball bat, which would suck. Would you imagine that, dude? That would be awful. And then he pulled it out like a dumbass. So he's just going to bleed out. But anyway. It's a deviation from the game. In the game, him and the Raider fight, and they fall off of like a second story or something, and he lands on rebar and stabs him in pretty much the exact same spot. Yeah, I was going to write – I was going to – I'll get into that here in a second, but you were absolutely correct. Um, they finally get away. Ellie shoots at the Raiders so that they can get away on their horse. They came on, and they do get away, but they don't get too far before Joel passes out and falls off of the horse. And then the episode ends, if you caught it, with this same exact song from episode one, uh, the the Depeche Mode song. Yep. I don't know what it's called. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but it's the... It's the 80s song. And then we know from episode one that 80s means trouble. So I really, I thought that was a really cool touch. And the episode ends with Ellie pretty much saying, please don't fucking leave me. I don't know how to do this without you. And Joel just being passed out. So uh, cliffhanger for sure. Pretty close to the game. What Ellie says when he falls off the horse from like blood loss. I think it's pretty similar. Yeah. They, this episode has a lot, a lot, a lot of deviation. But the lines that they say are so similar to the game. Most of them are word for word from the game. So I really, really like it. Those are little things that we talk about each episode that we love as as fans of the source material. So keep that happening. I hope they continue that into season two. 
next, even though we're not done with season one, I just want them the to The next episode's about to be in your feels, so get ready out there, listeners. Man. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of wondering if it will be the whole flashback, the whole episode, or if it's going to be... So, how it goes in the game, without going into what's going to happen. Essentially, Joe falls off the horse. Ellie drags him to safety in, like, a building. And then she is trying to get stuff to help him and, like, take care of him while he's recovering. Like, she's trying to patch him up mm-hmm. and, like, get him back. But during this time, mm-hmm. she has a flashback, which will be pretty vital in knowing more about Ellie for those that haven't uh, played the game. You don't know. I don't want to spoil it. But it's a really good flashback that's going to show you quite a bit about Ellie. I don't know if they're going to do that with the pieces. But during this time, that's when um you said the guy's name earlier. Now I'm drawing a blank. She runs into a... Uh, David. Da- isn't, it, isn't that when she runs into David? Yeah, she because she's hunting uh, for for rabbit, actually. Okay. When does, no, when does the restaurant I'm sorry, it's happen? She's hunting a deer. She's hunting a deer and runs into David. Is the restaurant seen during this time, too? I don't remember that. So, do you know what I'm talking about by the restaurant scene? It's a boss fight. Mm-hmm. Where... Mm-hmm. Okay, I always got the impression during this that the dude was trying to um, do stuff to Ellie. That's exactly what's happening. He's he's a motherfucker. Dude. Okay, yeah. he's a, the dude's a piece of shit, and I'm he's obviously going to kill her, but the, he has other intentions. If you can read between the lines, is what I got yeah. playing through. Yeah, it's very assaulting. Is what we can see because it that part always kind of oh yeah. So. They've been very tasteful with how they've done stuff in the in Honestly, the show, so I'm sure that'll be uh, the episode before the last episode. I bet they saved that for that. Oh, you know, I just thought about just now. You remember, you remember back in episode three, I think. No, four. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Remember earlier in the show when Ellie told Joel that this wasn't the first time she hurt somebody? Yeah. Maybe I didn't think of this then, but maybe they're gonna change it around. So in the show, she does meet him, and he, you know, gets a little handsy, and she has to kill that guy. Maybe, and that's the first person she heard. I still think it's what we originally said, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll see where they go with it because they have deviated some. But there's so the next couple episodes, which every episode has been fantastic in my opinion. I've really loved the show. The next couple episodes, there's a lot to fit in to get to the conclusion of the game that will be really good. What are there, two episodes, three episodes left? Three episodes left. Right? You have seven, eight, nine. Okay. So we're going to have We know what nine's going to be. Like, yeah. I mean, nine's going to be the hospital thing. Yeah. So I'm assuming we're going to have two flashback episodes. Or we're going to have two episodes that are half flashback, maybe. This one's going to be flashback gotta- for sure. They've already teased that in the trailer. Like... I'm pretty sure this is. The I didn't flashback. watch the trailer for the. I didn't watch the trailer. I just assumed this is. So it showed the 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 mall without saying too much. Okay. Okay. So okay. this is this is gonna have flashback. I just don't know if it's the whole episode. Probably not. They'll probably do like I said and have like, obviously Ellie will be pulling Joel and you'll see some of that and build that up and then she'll go into the flashback and then I don't know. I'm wondering. I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna do it. With the with the the I call it the restaurant. I think it's a restaurant where it's at. I feel like it is. So I feel like it's tables everywhere that you're like crouching and hiding from him, and like a, yeah, in a kitchen. So I'm a, I'm gonna say it's a restaurant. All right. Do you have any other notes on that? I know we're running a long time. 
I did. Let me read them real quick and see if they're relevant at all. A lot of I wrote, uh, I wrote Taylor Christian of reads, part two. Cool. Say that again. There's a lot of like stuff from part two that they're kind of showing that I, I'm assuming will be more. Um, I mean, if part two will have to have a lot more of because Jackson's a pretty big part of it. Yeah, I think I think I think the point of this is to have this continue for like until we get to the hospital compared to what everything else. And, and right after the hospital, we have to go back to Jackson, and that's when we're going to get all that. Because here, I don't want to spoil it yeah. too much, but here, there's another down. I'll say this real quick. Couple things. Uh, Maria in the game is obviously a white woman, not a black yeah. woman. So that's different. Uh, in the in the game. Ellie eavesdrops on the conversation with Tommy and, and Joel and they have their confrontation and Joel is a dick. And then I'm pretty sure in the game, Ellie runs away yes. and then Joel and Tommy have to team up and go get her. Right. Yep. Okay. I was like that, that wasn't in the show. And I was like, I could have sworn she runs away, but I, I called it whenever the fight happened. And I said, Ellie's about to run away. This was about to happen. And then she didn't. I was like, okay. They tease you really quickly when she dips on that movie they're watching. But now we know that she was actually just listening in on their conversation. Dude, that place looked I, which like I don't know. so nice, though. I would live in Jackson during a podcast. I don't know how the fuck she was listening in on their conversation because it looked like they were in a damn shed, but whatever. She's a little ninja. She is. She pressed she wants in, to uh, be. the button and she was doing a little hearing thing like you could do in the game. She used her detective mode? Yeah, she used her detective was. mode. Um, and then in, uh, I already said that when they had their argument in the show... Their argument was word for word pulled from the game. Yeah. And that was awesome. Uh, and then you already said in the game, uh, it's different in the game. In the game, when Joel gets hurt, uh, he's fighting with uh, he's fighting with the Raiders, and then he gets pushed out of a second-story window, and he gets impaled on rebar, like you said, still rod or rebar, whatever. And then he pulls himself off of this, and proceeds to kill like 20 guys before they get on the horse and Joel's then he falls off the, the horse. Game. Yeah. But, but a lot of people I saw that are pissed off that they, that that's what we got in the, in the show. And I was like, seriously though, it makes sense because how's he going to get stabbed like this and then take out all these guys? Like yeah. how, how's he going to do that? The whole Especially point of this episode it, was to show us that like, Joel... The bat didn't go all the way through, I don't think. Because it wasn't a very big piece. It's kind of yeah. like a shift. So, I mean, but it didn't go all the way through. The rebar go- is going clean through him. Yeah. So, I mean, from like a realistic and they don't have They don't have, like, antibiotics and penicillin yeah. and stuff. This is a little more believable and a little more, like, real world said. If he gets stabbed right there, he could easily... Not easily, but he has a better chance of survival than... If rebar gets run completely through them and they don't have like anything supply wise, and probably like budget wise too, I mean that, that yeah, yeah. And I re- I'm trying really hard not to not to spoil what could be the rest of the show through our collective knowledge of the game. So I'm just gonna wait. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm just gonna wait. Dude, it's and, getting and, close and, to and the we'll, point where you're having to bite your tongue a lot because a lot of stuff's about to yeah. 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 Shit is popping the fuck off right now, and I'm trying real hard not to ruin it for anybody. But I think you had a uh, a question this this time. I think I you do. had a question. All for right, us. ladies and gentlemen, that's it for our normal 
stuff, and it's time that we uh, pass the whiskey. That's right. Get your whiskey ready as we go to the last call question. This week's question is coming to you by me. That's right. I do the damn thing, and I am in charge of the question. So take that, Christian. My question, since we talked so much about Batman and literally dominated the whole damn episode, you're welcome, listeners. I hope you enjoyed it. Is who are your top three Batman? That's a really tough question it because, is. as a huge Batman fan, I want to say like all of them. But that's off not of mine. Uh, why don't you go first? Why don't you tell me first, and I'll tell okay. you. I'm mine. struggling with three, really bad. Well, give me the first two. First two would be Christian Bale, uh, Michael Keaton. Also, oh, you so you're giving me like your favorite like live action then? No, 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 no. I, see, I'm not done. Okay, 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 then okay. Three. Okay, I'm okay. either this. People aren't gonna like this. I'm stuck. I really want to say Kevin Conroy, and I may actually go with that because to me, just I don't know his voice, everything. That's that's Bruce Wayne Batman. Like I I can't think of a better fit. Like it just it clicks in my brain if that makes sense. My other option is Ben Affleck for three. Okay. Just because when there's parts that I don't like, but I really like the suit. I like the old man Bruce. I think he looks good as Bruce Wayne. He was jacked Batman. And Snyderverse helped a lot fix stuff, but I, I liked him. I liked the angry. You mean the Snyder cut? Snyder cut. Yeah, excuse me. Sorry. Snyderverse is what people are trying to save. Apologies. But yeah, I I liked him as that. Um, I'm sorry, Clooney and Kilmer and yeah, they they're not in my top three. There, uh, I'm gonna have to say me, Conroy. Though, I think I think I think I'm gonna put him right there with me. So for me, number one, right off the bat, number one is definitely Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy is the first Batman that uh, that I got into as a kid. First one. Uh, it was because of him that I got to see the, the, the 89 movie with my second favorite Batman, which is Michael Keaton. Okay. Uh, so if it wasn't for, for me, if it wasn't for Kevin Conroy, I wouldn't know about any of the other ones. So, so Kevin Conroy is number one, Keaton's number two, and number three. Do you think uh, number, a number good three, Bruce Wayne or just a, gr- a good Batman? Say that again. Is Keaton a good both, or is he just a good Batman or a good Bruce Wayne? Because there can be a a difference in them. Like somebody's I, more of a better I Bruce like Wayne than a Batman, more, and vice versa. I like him more as Batman than Bruce Wayne. Yes. I think same. As far as Bruce Wayne goes, like there are there are some, there are a couple of Bruces that I really really enjoy, like portrayals of Bruce that I really like. I really like Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne. To be honest, like I thought his Bruce Wayne was great. I really like Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne as well. I had a good time with him. And, um, I mean, Bale's Bruce Wayne is really modern and nice, and we get almost equal time with him as Bruce Wayne as him as Batman. Uh, but as far as just Batman goes, my third favorite right now off the top of my head, uh, probably going to be uh, Pattinson. I really, really enjoy his version of Batman. And I know a lot of people are like, I can't believe. I'm just like, well, hear me out. For that movie, we he was practically Batman the whole movie, right? And that version of him, that version of Batman made sense to me. Uh, it seemed like how he would be. 
Um, also, I read the prequel novel, so I know even more about him. And he's very awkward when it comes to talking to people because he's pretty much Batman 24-7. He, he doesn't like to be up during the day. He wears sunglasses because the sun is hurting his eyes at this point. Like, he's nocturnal. He, he does this all the time at night now, and it's like a part of his entire personality. This Bruce Wayne hasn't figured out the dual identity thing. He doesn't know how to be both. He doesn't know how to play it up as Bruce Wayne. He doesn't know how to be a playboy, right? He's a recluse. It makes sense for him. And I really enjoyed his version of Batman. He doesn't have a crazy, gravelly voice as Batman. He doesn't have a voice changer as Batman. But he goes out here every night. He gets his ass beat, and he beats ass. Like, he makes his own gadgets. There's no Lucius making anything for him. Everything that he has, he is doing himself. And, and I love that. With Christian Bale Batman, I'm never going to talk shit about Christian Bale's Batman. I love those movies. I like Christian Bale a lot as Batman. But Christian Bale didn't make a lot of his stuff. Like, everything, almost everything Christian Bale had came from Lucius. Like, down to the costume, to, to, to every, everything was, was all Lucius, right? So I still really enjoy that Batman. I love that Batman. But it's all Lucius. And his costume, his bat suit, I don't care what anybody says, dude. His bat suit is ugly as fuck. He looks like a shoe. He looks like a Reebok. He looks like, you know the shoes that you buy before you go to work at a, at a fast food, at a restaurant? You got to buy those 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 slick proof yeah, shoes or whatever? It. That's what he looks like. But that doesn't mean he's not good Batman, though. I still absolutely love his Batman. The Dark Knight is fire. Everybody knows that. Everybody who gives a shit about Batman at all knows the Dark Knight, knows how good the movie is, all that. So we'll never shit on that. But as my favorites, I enjoy Pattinson's portrayal of just straight up Batman more than than him. Fair. I have no hate on Pattinson's Batman. I mean, his Bruce Wayne kind of looks like Terry McGinnis. His Bruce Wayne, I can, I can, I can find some stuff to talk shit about for sure. But Batman, nah, no, I mean, I'm no, good. The, the Batman's a great movie, so okay, fair, fair, fair. Kevin Conroy gets Keaton gets in our top three on both of us. So mm-hmm. I, mean, I think that's, but then again, with our age and what we grew up with, Keaton kind of has to be in your top three because that was your Batman yeah. forever, literally. Like that's that was Batman. But okay, not only that, but like, and and I will say this too. Before the Batman came out, my favorite, my 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 third one would have been Ben Affleck for sure. It absolutely would have been Ben Affleck. He had a good look, and he looks like a Bruce, like a Bruce Wayne. And then yeah. he put on muscle for it, so he he. I thought he did a good. He put job. on a lot of muscle. Yeah, a lot of small. muscle. He worked out for a year before doing the movie. He was big. I, I liked. There was a lot I did like. I know he caught a lot of shit, but I actually really did like Affleck. I loved it. I, I, I was into it. I mean, I wasn't necessarily behind him just fucking capping people left and right, you know, but mm-hmm. I still really, yeah, so really liked it. I mean, sometimes you gotta, you know. All right, but that's going to do it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you all listening. If you'd like your question to be featured on the last call, Join our Gilded server, gilded.gg slash pack In the application put from the podcast, there's a whole section dedicated just to the podcast itself. So, yeah, drop your question there, and you can get it featured on an episode. You can also hit us up on the social media sites over on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. At Sipping with Sin, S-I-P-P-I-M with Sin. DM us over there. Follow us 
all that good stuff. Send us a DM with your last call question. That's another way to get it featured. You can find me on my personal socials at uh, I am Sinister TV on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me live streaming on twitch.tv slash I am Sinister TV, uh, Facebook.com slash I am Sinister TV, and TikTok at I am Sinister TV. So, yeah, you can find me over there. Hit me up. Um, new episodes go live every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Central on Apple, Google, Spotify, Overcast, Anchor.fm, and more. 8 a.m. every Wednesday. Rated five star, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Share it with a friend. Keep spreading the word. Uh, you can find the video version on my personal YouTube, youtube.com slash I'm Sinister every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Also, be sure to subscribe over there. Give it a thumbs up, comment, talk to us. Check out the video version for those that like the video versions. One thing I want to throw out real quick. I'm not sure. Ads may be going away. So if you listen to this and you hear an ad on here, they may be going away. Um, something we may do and we want to throw out there, let us know if you're still listening to this point. You're a real one and you are uh, a big supporter. So we appreciate you an hour and 40 in still listening. But uh, subscriptions, we may have the option to drop subscriptions. Would you like to support the podcast and subscribe to it? If so, we can enable subscriptions, I believe. I'm not sure I need to look more into it, but if that is something that you guys out there and gals may be interested in, definitely let us know and we'll uh, we'll talk about it more and, and see what's up. But Christian, where can lovely folks find you? You guys can find me on the socials at Horrorverse Pod on all the socials. You can also find me at Venom Inc. on Instagram. And on TikTok, you guys can find me at just my name, Christian Vinson. That's V-E-N-S-O-N, all one word. Uh, I'm going to start dropping more and more movie reviews. So if you see a review you like, hit me up in the comments and tell me what you would like me to review next. Uh, those reviews are pretty quick and simple, so easy to watch. Nice. Heck, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. It was a little bit of a longer one. We apologize. I mean, Batman dictated that, so blame Christian. We got him all riled up two weeks in a row. But that's it. You don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. See you guys next week. Christian, shut her down. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Sipping with Sin. Be sure to leave a five-star review, smash that like button, and leave your comments in the in below. But with that said, guys, say those three words with me. Those three words we say every episode. Go ahead and say them with me. Don't get Got it. See you guys next week. So much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Please don't forget to leave a rating and submit your last call questions to our socials. That's at Sipping with Sin everywhere. And if you want to hit us up personally, you could find me at Vin and Ink. That is V E N and Ink, or I am Sinister TV for the Sinister Man himself. And guys, don't get gutted. <laughs>